Hi again, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. This is program number 606. If you'd like to have a copy of it, Sharon will tell you how at the end of the program. Let us know whether you want a CD or an audio tape. They're free, including the postage and handling. I've got a very strong message um, from uh, the book of Luke and also from the book of John, should the Lord lead uh, continuously that way in this uh, program. Um, but now let's go to the throne. And ask the Lord. People ask, where is the throne of God? How do we get to the throne of God? The Bible tells us that the Lord is in us and he is uh, uh, in our hearts. So he's sitting on the throne of our hearts if we're really born of the Spirit, if we're really a member of the body of Christ and he lead, guides, and directs us because we're in communication with him all the time. He said, pray always. So you're always to be uh, communing with your heart, which uh, because Christ is sitting in there uh, waiting to hear from you so he can give you leading and guiding and direction in this uh, wicked world today. We're like sheep among wolves, and therefore we need to pay attention. But we have to uh, really revere hearing from the Lord and get uh, and also to receive his instructions his directions because the world is so wicked that if you don't, you may go around the corner and there'll be somebody there to murder you. So uh, the Lord says that his people perish from the lack of knowledge. You don't know these things because you don't study and you don't pray to the Lord enough to know how to stay out of harm's way. So, Father, we ask that you... Um, anointed service, uh, open everyone's uh, understanding and let them commune with their heart right now because that's where you are. That's where I'm praying to you is you're in me and therefore uh, the Father, the Holy Spirit. And so I'm praying to you right now and um, asking Lord to, for you to give me complete direction in this service. Uh, uh, let it be your will, and not my own, anoint everything uh, that be of you, everything in this service, Lord, let it be and destroy the works of Satan, bind Satan, put a stop to him, Father God, open the hearts of the people in the federal, state, and county governments, and uh, let them be favorable to you and your word. You are the word. Let souls be saved and the church given the power. Let them receive that uh, you're in them if they're really you, uh, members of you, uh, so that uh, the work of the Lord can be seen in this present world so that we'll be able to enter in uh, and every one of them should enter the world to come. There are many of us in the world, Lord, but a lot of them are losing confidence because they see Satan taking uh, so many illegal rights over your children. Smash uh, their uh, uh, their works, Satan's works. Smash it, bind it, destroy it. Father, in the name of Jesus, that souls will be saved in the church, given more and more power to execute power over 
devils of this world in Jesus' name, I pray. And everyone says, Amen. Amen. And here's the former Alamo Quintet to sing, I've got my ticket. That means into the kingdom of heaven. Do you have your ticket? Here they are to sing it.
Praise the Lord. It's a wonderful song, and the way that they sing it is excellent. But some of them decided to go back into the world and be in movies. Uh, they never really made it, never will anyway, but uh, it's just sad that uh, they were saved, and then they just wanted the world, this present world, more than the world to come. Well, okay, we have some letters. Where's the first one from? Sure. From India. Okay, let's hear what they have to say. Dear beloved brother Tony Alamo, greetings in the gracious name of Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven and is at God's right hand, with all angels, authorities, and powers in submission to him. I received your world newsletters, Messiah books, and t-shirts. Many thanks for your soul-winning literature. We distributed your world newsletters at Yanam Marketplace. Many people gladly received them and read them. The messages are very important and quite relevant. In fact, that's one of the main reasons for the continued, consistent popularity of your literature. Hundreds of souls were converted by reading your literature. You are a great pastor in the world, and we're very encouraged by your letter. May God bless and keep you in his care. We are praying for your great ministry. Please remember us in your prayers. A servant of God, Pastor S. Rayo, from Petapita, India. I will remember you in my prayers and continue praying for us as well. All of you out there that are members of the body, this big, beautiful, powerful body of Christ. Okay, and we have another letter from where? From Malawi, Africa. Okay. Dear Pastor Lamo, World Pastor, greetings and the peace of the Lord be with you. Thank you so much for your prompt reply, and thank you so much for considering our need for your gospel tracts and newsletters for free distribution for winning many lost souls to the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for standing with us in your prayers and in your support of this ministry. We are seeing many Muslims and Catholics coming to the Lord Jesus Christ. It is our prayer that God would continue to bless you and your ministry more abundantly and that God would bring up more sponsors to financially support this ministry. With God, all is possible because he is always in control. Our ministry here in Malawi and Mozambique continues to grow beyond our expectations. I have the vision that by the end of this year, our ministry will reach over 20 million people with the word of God through your gospel tracts and newsletters. Thank you so much for your kindness that you are ready to send me your t-shirts for my gospel tract distribution team. Thank you so much. God willing and by his grace as you send the shirts, please kindly pack in the boxes many of your gospel tracts. Christian newsletters and other Christian literature and books that would help our ministry win many lost souls to the Lord. God willing, by his grace, please send someone from your place to come to Malawi to meet the pastors and Christians and for him or her to minister for the Lord to many lost souls. May God richly bless you. Yours in his service, Reverend Victor from Malawi, Africa. All right. Praise the Lord. Now, let's get back to chapter 9 of the book of Luke, verse 49, I believe we're at. And John answered and said, Master, we saw one casting out devils in thy name. Now, this is the apostle John who wrote the book of John. He's a baby Christian here. And he wrote the book of John, 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, and also the book of Revelation, that the Lord used him to do that. But he's just an infant in the Lord now, and, and John the same Apostle John uh, answered and said, Master, we saw one casting out devils in 
thy name, in your name, the name of Jesus. And we forbade him because he followed not with us. In other words, he's not part of our group. As to say that maybe the Lord had not uh, witnessed to him someplace and sent him out as he did the other disciples. The Lord has disciples all over the world. So you can't claim that you're the only, uh, you know, the Christ is just one body, and we're all members of that body. So John is not supposed to forbid people. If they've got the power to cast out devils, then uh, they surely are of the Lord. Now, uh, continue on. Verse 50. And Jesus said unto him, Forbid him not. For he that is not against us is for us. Right, so he's casting out devils. That's what we're all about, too. And so he's with us. He's for us. Don't be upset about anyone casting out devils. Be upset with people that are saying that the word of God is uh, sin, it's filth, it's garbage. Those are the ones that are blasphemers of the Holy Spirit. Be against them. But anyone that has the power of God in them to uh, cast out devils into back into the pit of hell, don't forbid them at all. Because people that are not against us, uh, they're for us. Why would anybody attack anybody that's for us? Why would anybody in a church that where they see the brothers and sisters are doing a work of God, why would they rebuke them? This John did because he was a baby Christian. He thought that everybody that was uh, not with them, uh, or uh, uh, as far as their personal selves being with them, or was not of the Lord. Okay, now verse 51. And it came to pass, when the time was come that he should be received up, he steadfastly set his face to go to Jerusalem. Verse 52. And sent messengers before his face, and they went and entered into a village of the Samaritans to make ready for him. Verse 53, And they did not receive him, because his face was as though he would go to Jerusalem. Verse 54, And when his disciples, James and John, saw this, they said, Lord, wilt thou that we command fire to come down from heaven and consume them, even as Elias did? Verse 55, But he turned and rebuked them, and said, Ye know not what manner of spirit ye are of. Right, because still they're baby Christians here, and they don't realize uh, that even though some of them may be doing devilish things, that some of them might be saved. And that's why when I'm preaching the gospel, uh, I'm not condemning uh, the people. Uh, I'm still saying, you people are condemned to hell. President, uh, former President Clinton and... Uh, President Bush, you're all going to hell. No, I'm saying you will go to hell if you don't repent and believe the gospel. So I'm not, uh, you know, if they are of the devil and they're not going to uh, receive the gospel, then Lord, pour coals of fire on their head. Do with them what you will. But in the meantime, Father, I'm doing like you say. In the meantime, Jesus, I'm doing what you say. I'm praying that their souls will be saved. Because I don't want to be a baby Christian anymore. I want to be a full-grown uh, Christian with the fullness of Christ in me. Okay, then what? Verse 56. For the Son of Man has not come to destroy men's lives. No, because they're already destroyed. He came to save them. Okay, go ahead. But to save them. And they went to another village. Verse 57. 
And it came to pass that as they went in the way, a certain man said unto him, Lord, I will follow thee whithersoever thou goest. Verse 58, And Jesus said unto him, Foxes have holes, and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man hath not where to lay his head. Okay, so a lot of people think that that was Judas, because uh, he wanted to be with uh, Jesus and carry the money bag. But, uh, you know, Judas was already there. Okay, verse 59. And he said unto another, Follow me. But he said, Lord, suffer me first to go and bury my father. Verse 60, Jesus said unto him, I'll bury my father, what for? I mean, this is a dead uh, piece of uh, dirt. The, the spirit, the true person is in the kingdom of heaven. And the Lord calls people to preach the gospel, not to uh, necessarily go to funerals or anything like that. If they were dead and they didn't receive him while they were alive, well, then he says, let the dead bury their dead. But come on, we're here to preach the gospel to live ones before they die so that they they can be in the kingdom of God. There's no more preaching to that man that's dead. Why? Because it's appointed unto man once to die, and after this the judgment. He's already been judged. Okay, continue on. Jesus said unto him, Let the dead bury their dead, but go thou and preach the kingdom of God. Yeah, preach the kingdom of God. That's what you're supposed to do. Don't waste your time on the dead. Okay, go ahead. Verse 61. And another also said, Lord, I will follow thee, but let me first go bid them farewell, which are at home at my house. Verse 62. Now, I want to go home and tell mommy and daddy that, uh, is it okay for me to follow God? Hey, why would you have to do that? Then what? Verse 62. And Jesus said unto him, No man, having put his hand to the plow, and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. In other words, is that anybody that says, okay, Lord, I'm going to follow you, then all of a sudden you start looking back at mommy and daddy and say, uh, I want to go back and be benevolent to them. They are not your real father. Your real father is in heaven, and uh, he's your heavenly father, and Christ is uh, God come into the world. He's Emmanuel, which means what? God is with us. Amen? Amen. So what are you going to talk about your mother and dad? If you want to save their soul, then show them that God in Christ, Christ God, is more important than them so that they'll say, who is this that they're following? Who is this? Uh, let's look into him. And then they get saved too. If you do the will of the Lord, the Lord promises that your household will be saved as well. That was uh, verse uh, 62. And Jesus said unto him, Not one man, no man, zero man, having put his hand to the work of the Lord, the plow, and they start looking back, they're not, they're not fit for the kingdom of God. Because you're paying attention to mommy and daddy and sister and brother and whoever else, rather than you're in the presence of the Almighty God and you're looking back. You're not fit for heaven, he says. All right, now let's go to the, the sixth chapter of the book of John. And start reading, please. After these things, Jesus went over the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias. Verse 2. 
And a great multitude followed him, because they saw his miracles which he did on them that were diseased. Verse 3. And Jesus went up into a mountain, and there he sat with his disciples. Verse 4. And the Passover, a feast of the Jews, was nigh. Verse 5. When Jesus then lifted up his eyes, and saw a great company come unto him, he saith unto Philip, Whence shall we buy bread that these may eat? Verse 6. And this he said to prove him, for he himself knew what he would do. Verse 7. Philip answered him, Two hundred penny worth of bread is not sufficient for them, that every one of them may take a little. Verse 8. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, saith unto him, Verse 9. There is a lad here which hath five barley loaves and two small fishes, but what are they among so many? Verse 10. And Jesus said, Make the men sit down. Now there was much grass in the place, so the men sat down in number about 5,000. Verse 11. Talking again, and we're, so that's the same uh, scripture here. Um, about 5,000, but this is in the book of John. Uh, men, not talking about women and children. Then what? And Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed to the disciples and the disciples to them that were set down. And he gave thanks to his Father, which is in heaven, because he was here on earth, and he's in us on earth too. So people say, how could he be on earth and be uh, with the Father? Because the same way we are, uh, is because uh, he's with us, and he's in heaven as well. God is everywhere. And so Jesus took the loaves when he had given thanks to the Father in prayer, he distributed to the disciples and his disciples to them that were set down. In other words, the Lord is a giving God. He gave to his disciples and the disciples gave to the multitude. They were set down. And um, likewise of the fishes as much as they would. As much as they could eat. Verse 12, Sharon. When they were filled, he said unto his disciples, Gather up the fragments that remain, that nothing be lost. Verse 13. Therefore they gathered them together, and filled twelve baskets with the fragments of the five barley loaves, which remained over and above unto them that had eaten. Verse 14. Then those men, when they had seen the miracle that Jesus did, said, This is of a truth that prophet that should come into the world. And he wasn't just a prophet, he was God, because he said he was. And um, if he um, was just a prophet, then he has to be also a liar, because he said he's God. He's more than a prophet. Then Jesus, therefore, go ahead, perceived. That they would come and take him by force to make him a king. He departed again into a mountain himself alone. Verse 16. And when even was now come, his disciples went down unto the sea. Verse 17. And entered into a ship, and went over the sea toward Capernaum. And it was now dark, and Jesus was not come to them. Verse 18. And the sea arose by reason of a great wind that blew. Verse 19. So when they had rowed about five and twenty or thirty furlongs, they see Jesus walking on the sea and drawing nigh unto the ship, and they were afraid. Verse 20, but he saith unto them, It is I, be not afraid. Yeah, well, if you're right with the Lord, if you're one of his disciples, you don't have to be afraid to uh, 
be with him or to uh, see him. Those that uh, when they see him coming that are not of the Lord or never spent time with him, never prayed to him, um, they're going to be praying. They're going to be praying uh, full of anguish to, for the rocks and mountains. So be praying to rocks instead of the Lord and mountains to follow them for the wrath of God. Okay, then what? Verse 21. Then they willingly received him into the ship, and immediately the ship was at the land whither they went. Verse 22. The day following, when the people which stood on the other side of the sea saw that there was none other boat there, save that one whereinto his disciples were entered, and that Jesus went not with his disciples into the boat, but that his disciples were gone away alone. Verse 23. Howbeit there came other boats from Tiberias nigh unto the place where they did eat bread. Okay, let's go to verse 35. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. So the Lord says that his word is spirit and it's life, so you have to eat the spirit, the word of God, uh, it, and that is the bread of uh, eternal life. There's, it's not to be found anywhere else on earth or in anything else. Then what? Verse 36, But I said unto you that ye also have seen me and believe not. Verse 37, All that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. So there's your promise. Then what? Verse 38, For I came down from heaven not to do mine own will, but the will of him that sent me. Verse 39, and this is the Father's will which hath sent me, that of all which he hath given me, I should lose nothing, but should raise it up again at the last day. Verse 40. And this is the will of him that sent me, that every one which seeth the Son and believeth on him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up at the last day. Verse 41. The Jews then murmured at him, because he said, I am the bread which came down from heaven. Verse 42, And they said, Is not this Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? In other words, isn't he just an ordinary man? How is it then that he saith, I came down from heaven? Verse 43, Jesus therefore answered and said unto Well, the them, spirit that's in you and I, if you're a born-again Christian, came down from heaven. Amen. Amen. And that's uh, how he came down from heaven, is in the spirit. Then what? Murmur not among yourselves. Verse 44, no man can come to me except the Father which hath sent me. Draw him, and I will raise him up at the last day. Verse 45. It is written in the prophets, and they shall be all taught of God. Every man therefore that hath heard and hath learned of the Father cometh unto me. Verse 46. Not that any man hath seen the Father, save he which is of God. He hath seen the Father. Verse 47. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me hath everlasting life. In other words, he that believeth on the word of God, because I am the word of God, the bread of life. If you believe the word of God and you don't say that the words of God are um, wicked or of the devil, you have an everlasting life. But if you say it's of the devil, you blaspheme the Holy Spirit and you're lost and you cannot be saved in this world or in the world to come. Now, verse 48, I am that bread of life. 49, your fathers did eat manna in the wilderness and are dead. 
Verse 50, this is the bread which cometh down from heaven, that a man may eat thereof and not die. 51. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. Because the word is alive, it's uh, life, eternal life. And he is the bread, and it's our bread, our spiritual bread. I am the bread, the living bread that came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh, which I give for uh, the life of the world. In other words, I'm giving my flesh to be crucified and to be broken so that it can be given to all people that are not broken yet. If you eat this word, this uh, truth of me that I'm dying for you, and you eat these words into you and remember that you must be obedient to me in everything. If you don't, well, then you can't make it. Uh, then you uh, live. So I'll give uh, for the life of this world. I'm giving my body. He said, this is my body that's broken for you. Who is his body? We are his body and we must be broken. We must have a broken spirit and a contrite heart in order to be his body. All right. And the only way that we can do that and have the power to do that is if we allow ourselves to be broken as long as we continue reading and studying his word. Then go ahead. 52. Let's move along. The Jews therefore strove among themselves, saying, how can this man give us his flesh to eat? Verse 53. Well, you have to eat the fact that he died for your sins is what it is. You have to eat that fact that he was broken for you so that you could be broken to be part of his body, members of his body. Then what? Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except ye eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, ye have no life in you. Oh, I see. Okay, you don't have any life in you if you don't uh, eat his word and the, believe that he's dying for you. And his body being broken for you. Now this, uh, verse 54. Whoso eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood hath eternal life. In his blood, the life is in the blood. The life that he shed is in the blood. And that is the Holy Spirit. So you must have the Holy Spirit. You must have the word of God, which is also Holy Spirit. And it is eternal life. Then what? And I will raise him up at the last day. Verse 55. How does he raise us up at the last day? Because... His spirit is in us, and his spirit is him. And so when he pulls his spirit up within you, it doesn't make any difference you're dead. If you've been turned into ashes, he assembles every particle of your body, your former body, puts it back together, makes it into an ecclesiastical body, and then yanks you up from the dead and gives you this new eternal body that is more beautiful than anything you ever saw in your life. And he pulls you up, okay, providing you eat his flesh and drink his blood. In other words, eat the word of God because it's him. You eat it, it's broken. You receive the fact that you're just, uh, you are absolute, it's necessary for you to receive his blood and his word, which is flesh, because he actually uh, preached the word and he was broken. Uh, murdered so that you could be saved and resurrected from the dead. And continue on. Verse 55, for my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. Yeah, my word is the flesh, 
and my blood, the, the spirit, is uh, is the life that's in it, and it's drink indeed. You have to drink the water of life. Then what? Verse 56, He that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood dwelleth in me, and I in him. That's it, because the word is him, and uh, his blood is him. Okay, then what? Verse 57, As the living Father hath sent me, and I live by the Father, so he that eateth me, even he shall live by me. Verse 58, This is that bread which came down from heaven. Not as your fathers did eat manna and are dead. He that eateth of this bread shall live forever. Verse 59, These things said he in the synagogue as he taught in Capernaum. Verse 60, Many therefore of his disciples, when they had heard this, said, This is an hard saying. Who can hear it? Well, you have to have teachers and preachers. You have to stick along with Jesus to find out what the true meaning of that is. He talks in parables. Then what? Verse 61, When Jesus knew in himself that his disciples murmured at it, he said unto them, Doth this offend you? Verse 62, What and if ye shall see the Son of Man ascend up where he was before? Verse 63, It is the Spirit that quickeneth, the flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. So saying that the flesh doesn't profit anything, he gives his flesh because there's no profit in his flesh. But if he gives his flesh and sows it uh, and shows you that he did that for you, well, then uh, you can be saved if you believe that. Okay? So read that again. It is the spirit that quickeneth. Because his blood is the spirit and he's uh, he is the life-giving spirit or the quickening spirit. And if you are washed in his blood, then you're quickened unto eternal life. If you continue on in the word, into his flesh. And if, uh, in other words, if you become broken and become a broken member of his body, because the Lord can't enter into a whole person. You have to be broken. If you're whole, then you're still alive. You're living your own life as you did before. We must become dead to ourselves and let Christ live in us, because he is the life. Okay, then what else? The flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Amen. Then what? Verse 64, but there are some of you that believe not. For Jesus knew from the beginning who they were that believed not, and who should betray him. Verse 65, and he said, therefore said I unto you, that no man can come unto me except it were given unto him of my father. Verse 66. From that time... Okay, now, folks, this is John chapter 6, verse 66. Now, so John is revealing. It just so happened that this came, and it explains what 666 means. Except it were given unto him. No one can come to him. And so chapter 6, verse 66, 666, from that time, many of his disciples went back. That's what it is, is when a person falls away from the Lord, you become Antichrist. From that, there, uh, that time, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. That's chapter 6, verse 66. That's Antichrist. And then let's read from, uh, so John is the one that uh, uh, reveals Antichrist. So First John, this is one of his epistles, First John chapter 2, verses 18 and 19, also de describes, John is the one that describes what an Antichrist is. So go ahead, 
Little children, it is the last time. And as ye have heard that Antichrists shall come, even now are there many Antichrists, whereby we know that it is the last time. Verse we know it's the end of time. Back then, around 2,000 years ago. Okay, so that's the last time. And now God is pouring his wrath out on the earth and showing you the signs that are mentioned by Christ in the 24th chapter of Matthew, saying uh, these things will happen. How will the end of the world come, Jesus? And so he told them, wars, rumors of wars, plagues, all the different things that he stated that are upon us now. He states that the Jews should be returned to their homeland. And uh, they have been. And that's their home. And they allow other people to live there with them because the Jews, by nature, are very loving and uh, they love to... Uh, now, they're bad Jews. I'm not saying that. Dathan was a bad Jew. God swallowed him up and killed him and all those that followed him. So there's bad Jews and there's good ones. There's uh, good Gentiles and there's bad ones. There's bad and good to every nationality. Then what? Verse 19. They went out from us, but they were not of us. Yeah, see, an Antichrist was with us in the church. Then they went out from us. They went away. They became Antichrists. Then what? If they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us. But, but they, they did. They left because they loved the present world, which is after you've known Christ... And after you tasted the goodness of his word, which is his flesh, because he, the word of God, he came into the world. The word of God came into the world and became flesh. And so he's the word of God, the bread of life. And then after you've tasted the good bread of life and received his spirit and the blood, he's washed your sins away. And you knew what it was like to have liberty and life eternal. And then you looked at the world again and says, man, I want that. I'm young and I'm, uh, I mean, I'm only going to live once. So I want to be part of the world again. Man, I've given up many years of my life and I'm going back into the world. This, folks, is uh, you're putting Christ out to an open shame and trotting his blood underfoot, and therefore there's no more forgiveness for you. You say, what about the prodigal son? No, we were all the prodigal son, and the Lord gave us all a second chance. And so he's saying, come unto me, come back to me, you people that you were of the world, and come unto me, and I'll, because uh, God gives us everything. I remember when I was a kid, I thought I was a, uh, wealthy because I was had freedom. I could run and play and have uh, all kinds of uh, uh, whatever the unsaved people think fun is, and I did, and all of a sudden the Lord talked to me in that office, and it frightened me, and I gave it all up because I don't want to go to hell. So uh, 666, from that time, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. If you're not walking with Christ, well, then you've lo you're lost. And so the first chapter of Romans says that they've tasted, this is also what homosexuals are. They have blasphemed the Holy Spirit, and there's no forgiveness in this world or in the world to come. 
lesbians, homosexuals. And it's just, uh, you know, you can do it if you want because God doesn't stop you like the government does. The government lets you be that. They encourage you to be homosexuals because they're the devil. They are the devil. I remember when I was sitting in an office, uh, they were, they were doing a deposition on me, the government. And one of the questions they asked me, do you believe that the government is the devil? And my attorney says, don't answer that. And I says, why not? Yes, the government is the devil. The attorney is afraid of the government. This satanic antichrist government. But I'm not. Okay? I'm not afraid because I want to live and have a life eternal evermore. Okay? Now, go ahead and finish with First John chapter 2, verse 18 and 19. Little children, it is the last time. It's the end of time, 2,000 years ago. So don't say that the people in this world haven't had a chance. Uh, in the days of Noah, they had 120 years. Folks, this has been 2,000 years, and you have the Old and New Testament. And so there's no excuse for you. And you say, well, the Lord delayeth his coming, and so I'm going to thumb my nose at God and do my own thing. I'm going to watch pornography. I'm going to, uh, you know, I'm not going to give my life up for the Lord. Okay, then what? And as ye have heard that Antichrist shall come, even now are there many Antichrists. Many Antichrists, because just like the body of Christ is many members, so does the Antichrist, in other words, uh, have many members. The devil has many members. So there are many members down through the years. Just as there are many antichrists today, even more than there was then. Then what? Whereby we know that it is the last time. Oh, and therefore we know it's in the end of time. Then what? Verse 19, they went out from us, but they were not of us. Yeah, they were here. They enjoyed the, the pleasures here. And then they says, that's it. This is too straight for me. I'm going to go out. And, uh, and then you want to know how many of them have died? We just had one that... Uh, Died, they had to have his legs amputated. Another one uh, died of cancer of the stomach. Uh, many of them, some of them committed suicide because God gave them a revelation that they're lost. And so they couldn't wait to go to hell. They went and shot their brains out. And it goes on and on, the different people that have fallen away from the Lord. And they don't want me to know when they die uh, because they figure I'm going to, you know, use it as a testimony to what happens to people when they become antichrist. What happens to them? They go to hell. It's blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, folks. Then what? For if they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us. Yeah, if they were of the body of Christ, they would have stayed with the body of Christ. That's why it's wrong when people go witnessing to scatter yourself. To Some of you go down the 20 blocks. No, we all have to stay together as a, a, a unit. We have to be inside of each other in the event that one of these devils starts jumping us, that we can take them down and turn them over to the police. But many times now the police that are anti-Christ, uh, they, you say that they were beating you up and they'll arrest you. That's how satanic things are today. Uh, they are for the criminal and they're against the people that are of the Lord. My, 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 what that judgment is going to be for these people. Then continue on. But they went out that they might be made manifest. Yeah, they left the church so they could be manifested that, hey, these people are antichrists. They stood up against me, 
uh, on a railroad job of uh, when I went to prison for a false IRS charge. They pulled him out of prison to lie about me. They got uh, my ex-wife to uh, that uh, wanted to live uh, the worldly life and everything. Uh, they got her in there and said they're going to take her mansion away from her. They're going to take her dress shops away from her and deport her back to Sweden. And a lot of them do decide they want to go out and fornicate and have a lot of fornication. And they go out and they're still proud that they had a bastard baby. And they put it on the Internet to show everybody that they uh, have sex with lots of guys. And then because of the fact that I preach this, they tell, uh, they to send uh, emails over here cursing me because I'm preaching the truth to them. They're lost. And the problem is um, they don't know it. And some of them that know it, I mean, like Ed Mick, he put a gun to his head and blew his brains out. He's one of the very first people that the Lord sent into this ministry, and he was doing very well. But he committed suicide, which is murdering your own self, and that's not of the Lord, and he has to be in hell right now. Otherwise, the Bible isn't worth the paper that it's written on. The word of God is true, and God's promises are true. Then what? They went out that they might be made manifest that they were not all of us. Yeah, they went away, and they went out of the church so they could show that we're not of you. We have conventions where we all join together, all of us Antichrist, and we fellowship, and we have a good time. We go on picnics and all. Well, you know, the Bible says that's what you do. But the Bible also says you're Antichrist. No forgiveness. And you've been turned over to a reprobate mind. You've been turned uh, over to delusions. You actually believe that you're still saved. And you make up in your mind that I did something wrong. And so therefore you think, well, what good is it going to do if I did something wrong and you go to hell too? huh? I'm preaching the word of God and I'm continuing on. I'm not an antichrist. I didn't fall away. I did what the Lord told me to do. And you didn't. So suffer the eternity in hell, all of you. All right, I'll go back to... Uh, the book of John, chapter 6, verse 65 and 66. Okay, 6, uh, 65. All right, so here we are. Um, the Bible says, And Jesus said, Therefore said I unto you, that no man can come unto me, except it were given unto him of my Father. Verse 66, chapter 6, verse 66. From that time, many of his disciples went back. Went back where? Into the world. Can you imagine they didn't have any uh, seven flags over America or Disney World or Disneyland back then? Where'd they go back to? And what are people going back to today? They think that Disney World is going to save their soul. They want to go and see these fictitious characters that uh, animals that talk from that time many of his disciples went back back into the world and didn't want to walk with him anymore then verse 67 share it then said jesus unto the twelve will ye also go away yeah do you want to go back into the world then what did peter say 
Verse 68, Then Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. Right. Thou and only thou hast the words to eternal life. But we read our Bible and pray, so does the Pope. But he's lost. It takes more than reading the Bible and praying to be Christians. We have to stay with the flock, the body of Christ, the Bible says, to remain in the place where you were called by the Lord. All right. And so I'm not trying to get a lot of ponies in the church any longer. When Susie, before she died, she says, I said, honey, we got to let a lot of these people go. Let's kick them out. And she says, wait until I'm dead, Tony, because I won't be able to take the flack that that bunch of devils, those evil people, will say about us. And so I did. And then when that time came, they left in throngs because they didn't want to take persecution like Jesus said that we have to take. They were more interested in their mousy flesh. Then Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? There isn't another person on the face of this earth. There is nobody else that we can go to have to have that have the words of eternal life. Jesus is the word of God. And we believe and are sure, absolutely sure, that thou art that Christ, the Son of the living God. Verse 70, Jesus answered him, Have not I chosen you? Twelve, yes. He gathered them all up. He says, Come on and follow me. And he stated, And one of you is a devil. You can't shut the Lord. You can't fool him. Then Sharon, read 71, verse 71. He spake of Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon, for he it was that should betray him, being one of the twelve. And so that was the conclusion of chapter 6, explaining who Antichrist is. No, uh, betraying him. But what you don't realize when you betray the Lord, you're betrayed yourself. You cut yourself off from the kingdom of heaven. And you're going uh, when the breath leaves your body. And that could happen any time because the Lord, you say, I'm in good shape. Well, Mike Borg was in good shape. He was one of the strongest people at the church. He just died of cancer. He's the one that ran off with other people's wives was trying to get something going in the church and I wouldn't allow it. So um, you think that you're betraying God and that you betrayed me when you testified against me in the courtroom. You testified falsely against me, I might add. You said I kept separate books and all this. You liars, you know better than that. I never did. I never do the office work at all. People do that, and there's no reason for them to do it or for me to keep extra books. But you betrayed yourself. You did the unthinkable, the unspeakable. You have destroyed your souls. I, uh, I'm not going to pray for you. But those of you that haven't done anything like that, repent. For the kingdom of heaven is at hand. 
The kingdom of heaven doesn't come with observation. When you call out unto the Lord, now the kingdom of heaven will enter into your heart. That is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Uh, say to the Lord now, do that because if you reject the Lord now, if you won't accept him, say, I'll do it later, then you're rejecting him. And if you reject him, he's going to reject you. Say to the Lord, my Lord and my God, have mercy on my soul, a sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of the living God, and I believe he died on the cross and shed his precious blood for the forgiveness of all my former filthy sins. And I believe that you, Father, raised Jesus from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. I open up the door of my heart, and I invite you into my heart, Lord Jesus. Wash all of my former filthy sins away in the precious blood that you shed for me. Come in to me, Lord Jesus, Holy Father and Holy Spirit, and wash all this former uh, negative things away from me, my sins. Uh, you will not turn me away, Lord Jesus. You will save my soul, I know, because your word says so. Your word says that you'll turn no one away. All that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Therefore, I know that you have heard me, and I know that you have answered me, and I know that I'm saved, and I thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving my soul. I praise and thank the Lord. Read the King uh, James Version of the Bible and Sharon. Tell our listening audience how they can receive a copy of this CD or audio tape number 606. Go it's to free. Go to alamoministries.com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas 75505 or call area code 479 479- Seven eight two seven three seven zero. That's four seven nine seven eight two seven three seven zero. Or fax to area code four seven nine seven eight two seven four zero six. All right. When you accepted the Lord Jesus, you um, you have now all that you need because if you uh, accepted Him, now your loved ones will be able to enter the kingdom of heaven. They'd be able to be saved as well. And so all we need is Jesus. So. Let him be all you need for today and tomorrow. This is myself singing, Let Him Be All You Need. Yeah.